Love this podcast. Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. From the minds that brought you the smash hit podcasts, Your Life the Mixtape, and Headliners comes, Your Life the Mixtape Magazine, a free, monthly digital magazine that focuses on music, culture, and social commentary on current news and events. Visit www.yourlifethemixtape.com to subscribe today. Hello there, I I want to take a moment to talk to you about Dear Dean Magazine from Dear Dean Publishing, my favourite subscription-only monthly digital magazine. It's got subscriber-generated content about politics, pop culture, travel, family, pets, and poetry and wellness articles and features, contributor articles from nationally recognised journalists, writers, and artists, and provides opportunities for novice writers and authors and other contributors to share their voice, talents, and words. Did I mention that it's completely free? Dear Dean Magazine provides free advert space for small creators, authors, and podcasters, fulfilling its vision that some art should always be free. It's owned and operated by Myron J. Clifton and is designed and distributed by Katya J. Lerner at Buzzword Consulting. Visit deardean.com slash subscribe to get signed up. Welcome to the Headliner's Vault. Now, please enjoy Series 1, Episode 1, featuring Jackson. Welcome to Your Life, the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I'll be sitting down uh, with the best and the brightest 
of music from across the world to kind of figure out what makes them tick. Um, this week, I am very thrilled to welcome the very first guest to this show. Austin-based artist Jackson delivers his best lines with a smirk. Uh, his alt-pop style builds on the foundation of pop music and pulls inspiration from elements of R&B, rock, and more, resulting in a fresh, modern sound that still pays homage to the classic earworms of the past. He has been featured in outlets like Paper and Them magazine, and Jackson's music is a mainstay on many of the top worldwide indie music charts, and now he is here. Hello. Hello. Wow, brightest. I like that. Yes. <laughs> I have to remember um, that. <laughs> I have spent, uh, since since we booked this interview, I have spent the last uh, probably 48 hours um, just lurking on your Instagram. I'm obsessed with everything that you do. Oh, thank you. Well, I appreciate that. You know, I, I, put, a, I put some thought into what I post. So, you know, I said it's, you know, being watched and viewed. <laughs> I love it. Um, so tell me, what is the worst question that you have ever been asked in an interview? Oh, oh my. I, I like that this is the first question. I'm trying to, trying to think what was like the worst question. I think it was being an indie artist. I, the worst question I ever got was, um, it was along the lines of like, well, I don't know who you are. Tell me who you are. It was just the way it was framed. And I was like, wow, thanks for making me feel like so obscure <laughs> right off the bat. Um, so that was the worst question. It's just, and it was more about the framing of um, how they, and I could tell how they viewed indie artists as like, all right, well, why are you so important? What makes you so different from other indie artists? So that was probably the worst question I ever received. Name names. Name names. Okay, I will not I'm totally kidding. <laughs> I'm not, that's, I'm not that kind of guy. <laughs> Um, so tell me if if you could collaborate with any artist, living or dead, who would you pick? Oh, that's an easy one. I would, and I always answer this, but at least I'm consistent. I would say Tinashe. Um, it's just that. her. It's just her vocals, her delivery. I'm a singer and dancer as well, so I just think the the, the choreography alone would be great. Um, I can't. Yeah, I'm like smiling just imagining what that would look like. <laughs> But I just think it would be a really cool style um, of a song. I don't know. I just think it would really work. I'm a big fan. I've seen her live. Um, and she just kills it on stage. So huge fan. Collaborate with her in a heartbeat. I love that. I love her. And yeah. uh, when she she is on the remix of the Nick Jonas song, Jealous, and mm -hmm. just her being on that song makes it 15 times better. Yeah. I'm like, this is, this is what should have been released. Yes, I agree. That's like, slump, like I'm a big, I'm a huge Britney fan, but Tanache on Slumber Party was just the cherry on top that it needed. And I was just like, I was happy. That was, that was a great day. <laughs> <laughs> so, Describe your latest project using only one word. I mean, I don't know if it's one word. I mean, it is if you hyphenate it, but I'll say game changing. So game hyphen changing. It's nice. one word. <laughs> I'll <laughs> allow it. Okay. Okay. If it's a lot. 
But yeah, I would I would say game changing. Um, it, my last project was uh, it's called Siren, um, released back in July, and I feel like it was it was just a different shift for me that was much needed, and it was kind of a fully realized visual that went with it that I kind of paired my love for singing and dancing for the first time in one project. So it's kind of game changing, eye opening. I guess is another one if I can get away with that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll allow it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, I, I I will absolutely agree that that's those are those are two perfect words. Um, the the visual alone on it, um, I watched it the first time on mute, mm -hmm. and I was like, "This is this is a mini movie. This is fantastic. This is like, yeah. and not to over exaggerate, but it's it's." on the level of like what Michael Jackson did with music videos like it's it's a fully realized like this is this is it oh well everyone heard that we have that on tape <laughs> so we will be replaying that over and over no that's exciting because uh and it's interesting because Michael Jackson when I have home videos of me being two singing and dancing to his music videos and I'm a big lover music videos and i just love storytelling and kind of bringing songs to life i'm a very visual thinker so even when i write music i'm visually thinking um of stories and what stories can be told from it so no that that's a huge compliment and thank you i love that uh who is an artist um that if if they asked you right at this very minute you would drop everything and go on tour with I mean, I, Tanashi, of course. I mean, we're collaborating together already in my head, so <laughs> why not go on tour? It just makes sense. Um, but just to pick something different. Oh, I mean, it sounds cliche, but Beyonce, I would drop anything for Beyonce. She could say, like, come to tour with me. You can't speak to your family ever again. And I'm like, yes. all right, I love you all, family. But Beyonce <laughs> said... Right. Yeah, it's my family now. So <laughs> that's I. I feel like that's everybody on Earth. Yeah. Right. Like, like you. Beyonce had to go, so who are we to argue? <laughs> yeah. Beyonce told me I had to come take her trash out. So oh, we're out. I'm leaving. <laughs> if if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? I think I'm going to focus on an independent music lens here and thinking about streaming um, and the what's owed to artists. I feel like independent artists get such a small portion of streams that it's harder and harder to um, create art. So it reminds me of this tweet that said, you know, the next big R&B singer is stuck behind a nine to five desk right now because we're not paying them anything. So we can't expect a high level art if we're not willing to pay for that art or respect that art. So um, I think we just take for granted these mainstream artists and think that, oh, well, they, they have that path, they have that audience, but there are countless talented people out there. And if we start supporting arts, we'll find more of those talents. So that's, that's probably what I would change. I like that. That's a, that's a fantastic answer. What is a venue that you would give anything to play? I'm going to say, uh, I have two answers. So Madison Square Garden, I think is such a staple. And I, you know, you hear countless interviews of artists saying like when they performed there or sold that out, that was such a pivotal moment. 
So it almost feels like a kind of step in that journey. So it, it kind of has that significance for me. Um, and then second, I think it's Super Bowl. I mean, the Super Bowl stage. I mean, that's where iconic performances come to be. You have Michael Jackson, Beyonce's performance, NSYNC and Britney coming out with Aerosmith. It's just all these moments. Um, and it's such a huge stage with a huge audience that that's, that's where you want to create a show for. So, yeah. I like that. I like that. And, and when, you are, when you are playing both those venues, I'll be able to run this back and go, I had hey. him first. First guess, you you can come backstage. I'll I'll get I'll get you a pass. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. What's your What's your worst habit during the songwriting process? Oh, my worst habit: falling into cliches. I think there's a comfort zone with writing that you kind of want to revert back to what you're comfortable with. So you just kind of start saying the same phrases over and over again. Um, it reminds me of kind of I was listening. Um, to when Lana Del Rey's demos came out and it was just a lot of exploration um, and just songs that were never released and you hear a lot of common phrases and even some phrases that appear in her more uh, debut album and it's just kind of a common thing like when you're writing a lot you kind of fall into pitfalls of your cliches um, and I'm definitely very much guilty of that so I have to have several drafts and I'll start circling things like I can't say that again I can't say that again I can't say this again um, especially like fire metaphors. I just love doing naturally, I guess. And something about eyes, I'm always talking about eyes. So I was like, all right, I've done that enough. So I'll start circling those and try and think of different lyrics to kind of push myself. Okay. And what's a song that you wish you had written? Oh my God, I'm coming off as a huge Tanache stand right now, but party favors by Tanache is one of those songs that every time I hear, I'm like, I wish this was my song. Um, it is everything I'm kind of working towards um, sonically, um, where it's dark, it's kind of that alternative pop realm, alternative um, like art, uh, alt R&B. Um, it's just different from everything else. And I don't know, I just, it really appeals to me. And I, I always hear that song, it's one of my favorite songs. And I'm like, ah, I wish this was mine. So much energy. <laughs> Describe your perfect day. My perfect day, I probably get to sleep in just a little bit. <laughs> um, and I'd probably spend the morning at the recording studio. Um, just creating music, getting to be in the booth. It's one of my, anytime I have like recording day, I always look forward to it. I kind of have that like giddiness like as a kid, like excited for like going to Disney World or something. I get that anticipation for uh, like studio time. So it'll probably be spending that in the morning. Um, then probably having lunch with my partner, spend a little time and then going to the dance studio for a few hours because that's my second home. Uh, it's just, I love dancing. So probably just dance rehearsals or some sort of dance practice and then going home, having dinner and watching my favorite TV shows and just staying in. That's probably like the perfect day if I had to pick. <laughs> nice. That's perfect. Yeah. Literally. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> <day>. <laughs>
what's a what's a song lyric yours or someone else's uh, that's always stuck with you? Oh my god, there's so many. Um, oh my god, I thought of this recently, and now I cannot remember what I was thinking. Um, there's a lyric. I'll go with one of mine because. Sure, why not? And those are lyrics I know the most. <laughs> uh, there's a song I had on my first EP called That Summer. Um, and there's a lyric that I every time I hear it back, I just fall in love with it even more. It's um, sitting back, light my cigarette, uh, close my eyes, only see silhouettes, memories fade, but please don't let me forget. And I just think it's such oh. a visual. Um, it, it just paints a mental image in my head, even though I don't smoke cigarettes. <laughs> it's more <laughs> about the story. It's not about me. It's just this idea of these silhouettes fading. Um, and I think it's just something we can all relate to um, in that kind of situation. But so it's always been one of my favorite lyrics that I've written. That's heavy. I love that. <laughs> Substance. <laughs> yes. What's your favorite cuss word? Oh my God, there's just so many good ones. It's probably <laughs> fuck. I mean, it, it could be used in so many different ways. It could be used fun, in a fun way. It could be, it just has a lot of meaning in use cases. And I think it's just, it's nice. It just feels good when you're upset to word. say it, right? It's a good go-to. Good go <laughs> it's strong word. It's strong, you know, very descriptive too, in different yes. ways. <laughs> What is your favorite Beyonce song? Um, let's see. So I dropped everything to be on tour with her. What am I most excited to hear? No. Lately, if, oh my God. Lately, I'll say Alien Superstar. Yes. It's just, that's also one of those songs when I first heard. I was like, this is kind of a song I would want to write. Like, this is a song I wish was mine. Um, but I think of all time, I really like Haunted off her self-titled album. Um, I felt like it was something so different from Beyonce at that point. And I just remember seeing the visuals. Um, it, it reminded me of Madonna's Justify My Love music video. Mm -hmm. So a lot of connotations between the two. And that's one of my favorite Madonna songs. So just that visual with that song, it was just a perfect combination. So it kind of stuck with me. Um, so that's probably one of my most played Beyonce songs is Haunted. It's an excellent song. Yeah, it's, it's, it's underrated, I feel like. I feel like not enough of us talk about Haunted. <laughs> I agree. I absolutely agree. I, what is something that people would be surprised that you own? I own? I don't know. I, I have a pretty decent-sized cologne collection because I just I love cologne. My partner collects even more, and he's the one who got me into it. But... Um, I don't know. I feel like people might be surprised I own so many. <laughs> I don't feel like I collect or own anything that's like crazy or out there or I don't know, unexpected. I think that's a really good question. I might have to like go back home and look around. I'm like, oh, this seems all normal to me. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think of a different answer, let me know and I'll know. blast it across all Locked the up. socials. Breaking news, CNN alerts. Yes. Yeah, we'll stop yes. it. <laughs> If there was a musical Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? Oh, personally for me, my, my music, I listen to all types of music, honestly, but 
I'll, I'll look it through through a pop lens because that's who kind of influences me a lot. Um, it would have to be Janet, Michael, Beyonce and Britney for me. Um, I'll have to pick those four. Oh, that hurts to like just pick four, but <laughs> I'll pick those four. I feel like those those are pretty given ones um, that are pretty hard to argue. Um, and all kind of have an influence on my music and a lot of music around the world. So I think it's hard to deny. I like that. That's that's those are solid picks. Those are solid yeah, picks. They're, they're hard to argue with. So I mean, you could try at me, right. find me. We'll we'll talk. <laughs> Using only colors, describe your music. Uh, uh, red. <laughs> um, gray. Um, red, gray, and a little bit of black. I'll say that. I'm not even give reasons. I'm just going to say colors. And <laughs> okay. Leave, leave it all mystery. But I like that. <laughs> You, you are the lead singer of, of a super group. Yes. Who are the other members? Oh, oh no. Okay. <laughs> Tanache, of course. I mean, I've talked enough. Um, she better hear this. I'll just keep tagging her in it. Like, come <laughs> on. Mentioned you enough. You appear. Um, no, I'll say Tanache. Um, let's throw in some K-pop in there too, since I do listen to that. Um, one of the members from EXO, Kai, um, I just like his style, his singing and his dancing. So I'll throw him in the mix. Um, I'm putting together a good singing and dancing group. Um, it's going to be entertaining. I feel like one more, one more. Who else? Who else? Who else? I don't know. That's all the names I could think of so far. I'll have to... Think of some more artists. I'm trying to think of all the good singing and dancing ones that I'm just like really drawn to. Um, maybe FK Twigs, huge fan of her. Nice. I think that'd be interesting. She could sing the bridges. I think that would be amazing. <laughs> it's like coming that. together. It's forming. It's forming. But I would say so far that that would be the group. It'd be four. Only two guys, two girls. Like, yeah. More member group. I like that. I like that. I'd buy that CD. What was that? I'd buy that CD. Yeah, I, I would. I would watch. All, I would go to that concert. <laughs> Absolutely. Buy all the merch. Yeah. You're allowed to cover any song from any artist's catalog. Mm. What song do you pick? This is actually a song I'm thinking about covering eventually, and always wanted to cover. Um, it's by Garbage, number one crush. Um, nice. It's just always been one of my favorite songs. It's just, it's right, I, I don't like, it just sounds like something I would want to do. So when I hear it, I'm like, oh, I want to do my own version of this song. I'm waiting for the right time for it uh, and the right kind of team to put together for it. Um, I've tried in the past and it's just not there. So that would be my, my go-to song and... I plan to eventually do it. So <laughs> I love that. I love that. And I'm waiting patiently for that. So. You and me both. <laughs> what's a what's a song that you've written uh, that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Ooh. 
I would have to pick, there's a song I did for on my first EP called Ready for Love. Um, it is, I don't know, it has like a slight cha-cha, bossa nova kind of feel to it, but it's also very, just a chill pop song. Um, it did get added to an unofficial playlist for Heartstopper, and it did Ooh. really well on streaming. And I was like, oh, this does fit that. So ever since that moment and being on that playlist, I was like, oh, I could see it being in a movie. So that that's Ready for Love. And I recently did a remix of that over the summer with an artist named Sevens, um, based out of the UK. So we released a, um, after it was on that playlist, I decided to do a remix just to kind of bring it um, back to life a bit, modernize it a little bit. I did release, I released that one originally over two years ago. So um wanted to bring some new life into it. So nice. I love that. So uh, if the showrunners uh, for the new season of uh, Hardstopper are listening, um, yeah. you know, we have we we have a song for some episodes. Yeah, it's ready. It's the remix to player. Just just call me. <laughs> So this next question is kind of a choose your own adventure type thing. It is called pick a cliche. Yeah. So you get to pick one of these questions to answer. And right. your choices are, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or what is your creative process like? Oh my God, these are good ones. These are good ones, okay um let's go with i'll go with door number three so creative process <laughs> um they were all very close no but the my creative process i'm a very visual thinker um so when i start writing i usually like to start with like melodies first so i start with kind of that aspect and i know in my bio i talk about you know the soundscape and just earworms because i do i love a good catchy melody um i think it's very important so i start there um, and then usually from the melody, I start listening to it over and over and I see what visuals come to mind. So I start thinking like, what does a music video for this song sound like, uh, look like? What does a stage performance of this song gonna look like? Um, and then I usually start picking a theme from there. Um, and then the words usually form from that aspect. I like it. So, yeah. So. I I, I definitely I, I feel that because I'm I am also a very visual person. So when mm -hmm. I come up with a show idea, I'm like, okay, so what does the cover art look like? Mm -hmm. And then what is what does the episode artwork look like? Yeah. What do the questions look like? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm definitely there. Yeah, and it, it really helps, and I think it ties in with that that storytelling aspect that I like bringing to my music, um, because I've always loved creative writing as well. So I bring all those elements in and writing that way helps not only me tap into whatever helps me write music. <laughs> um, sometimes I like black out. I'm like, Oh, I wrote a song. <laughs> um, but usually I'm just lost in my own imagination. And that's usually when that happens. And then a, a story kind of emerges that feels like an end to end. I don't know. Story to tell. What is your strangest pre-show ritual? Um, the strangest one I have. So two, three years ago, I was at a, I was in Vegas. I love, I love just going to Vegas for a quick getaway. That's something about the place. I think it's the dry heat. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I love it. Um, and I was in a shop um, that sells like different 
beaded bracelets and each one has its own meaning. So I got really into it. Um, and I found out one of my, as a, I'm, I'm a Leo and I found out like just the list of stones for Leos. And there's this one stone I really liked and it's called citrine that I thought was just beautiful, but I also found out that it was, um, it's supposed to represent, you know, creativity. Um, and I just really love that. So I, so I bought a bracelet with it and I also bought a actual just rock of citrine. Um, so now my pre-show ritual is I have to have a piece of citrine in my back pocket. Every time I perform, I always have it. Um, I also always have it in my back pocket when I go into the recording studio as well. So um, it's kind of my, I don't think I've ever actually said that to anyone. So it's just secretly been in my pocket this whole time. But wow. it's, yeah, it's like a weird confidence boost maybe, but I feel like it just opens my mind to more creativity and just kind of be in that moment, that creative moment. So yeah, I guess that's my strangest. <laughs> um, I have a I have a friend who has to um, chew a stick of gum until the flavor is gone before every wow. show or or he will not go on stage. Oh my God. I love that too. Cause it's you, you pop it in too late or if it's like a really strong piece of gum, you're just backstage like, eh, well, we're going to yeah, start late. I mean, not flavor. <laughs> Um, do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? Ooh, that's a hard one. I consider myself both. It's weird. Um, ooh, I would say an artist because I do like the creative process and figure out the visuals, the lyrics, the song, and the whole creative from beginning to end, from dance rehearsals, everything. Um, and I think that's... Uh, the artistry itself. So I'll pick artists for that reason. Um, but I do like being an entertainer. I love, you know, getting to speak to people like this now or being on stage. And um, I, sometimes I just become, I don't know, I'm naturally introvert. So when I'm on stage, I just become like this different person that even surprises myself. And yeah, I know, I, I would say both, but I'll say artists if I had to pick. I'll, I'll allow both. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That was a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many alarms do you have to set to get out of bed in the morning? Um, probably five too many. <laughs> um, I, I, I'm a night owl. I'm very creative at night. I am not a morning person. Um, but yeah, I mean, even this morning, I accidentally turned off my alarm and luckily woke up 30 minutes later. Um, I set my alarm a little bit earlier for that reason. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, probably I have one alarm that goes off every 10 minutes before until I get up. So. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, what is the biggest misconception about musicians? Oh, man. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of, I don't know if it's misconception conception but i would say there's a lot of gatekeeping of what artists who are artists and what's considered an artist um i like collaborating with different producers for different sounds um because i like just the collaboration nature bouncing off ideas feeding off of that energy and then there are people out there who like to gatekeep artistry and think like well if you're not playing an instrument, you're not an artist. If you're not creating the actual instrumentation yourself, you're not an artist. And there's just this weird questioning of what makes an artist that it's less about the actual art at that point. 
So I think a misconception of musicians is that you have to do certain things to be a musician. You have to act a certain way to be a musician. When that's not the case, I've ever, there's so many different personalities and types of artists out there that I've met personally. Um, and I would not for a second doubt their artistry or not call them an artist. So, yeah. That's an excellent answer. I love that. <laughs> uh, what moment in your career are you most proud of? Probably, I'll, I'll think more recently. I think the Siren music video was one of my proudest moments as an artist because um, it was my first project where I kind of invested more time and resources into that visual because I really, I love the song so much that I was like, this, this needs a good visual. And I had something in mind and I got to bring it to life um, with an amazing group of people. My choreographer, Ashley, is, I take her classes at the dance studio I go to um, and just love her classes. And then I met the, my two backup dancers and um, I met them in class as well. Um, even the detective who's in the video, he's a dancer and a teacher as well. And we're, we're actually all on the same dance crew. Um, so it was just, it was fun. It was a good energy. It was a nine hour shoot, but it didn't feel like a nine hour shoot day. It just was like hanging out with friends and we were like, oh yeah, we're shooting a video. So it was just my proudest moment because I'm happy with the end product. Um, my, uh, director Trent Owens just really brought my vision to life, um, in a way that I didn't even think was possible so seeing it back and being a big fan of music videos it was just kind of a wow i did that uh moment for me you should you should definitely be be proud of that like that's it's thank it's you. fantastic thank you everyone go watch it right now yes yes pause, pause this episode watch it, go back. watch it and come back yes. <laughs> uh, what's the first song that you remember hearing <laughs> Only because of the stories my family loves to tell. It's one of their favorite stories to tell to embarrass me. So I'll just, you know, tell everyone out now in public. <laughs> um, the way that my parents learned that I could sing was when I was almost two and the radio was on and it was, I want to sex you up was playing. And I was singing from my car seat in the back uh, and singing along. I wasn't singing the actual words. I was just like humming and making it up because I didn't know. <laughs> But they kind of were like, oh, great. This is his first song that he wants to sing. Um, checks out, thinking about it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was the first, like a song. I can't personally remember that, but I just know from the stories that I hear that um, that was kind of my first song that my parents knew I could sing. <laughs> I love that. That is, that uh, is fantastic. Yeah. Um, if... If you could start your career over um, from, from the moment that you decided to pursue music, is there anything you would do different? Uh, a part of me wants to say no, because, you know, it's the journey, but um, <laughs> that's the answer that no. Um, but I feel like I started making music. So I've been singing and dancing since I was two and just off and on, I would make music, but I started taking it more seriously in 2019 with my first, what I call my first official single, Icarus. Um, Cause I mixed tapes before that and I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, and I was kind of learning as I went. So that's why I consider that my first single. Um, but if I can go back to, I'll, I'll go specifically back to 2019 since I consider that the start probably more the marketing aspect of music. Um, Cause I don't want to 
I, I feel like the creative journey, see, now I'm going back to that, but um, <laughs> uh, I learned a lot. And I used the first kind of two, three years to explore different sounds. Um, and I recently found what I want to move forward with, um, a full teaser for next year. But um, I wouldn't take away that exploration because I feel like I learned a lot. But I would just find that sense of community sooner, um, connect with artists much sooner, and um, probably find out how to market um, and put my music out there. Um, it was more of just posting and like crossing your fingers back then. So um, that's the aspect of probably I wish I knew um, a little bit sooner. Okay. Nice. What keeps you up at night? My own creativity. Um, I, I'm usually a quick sleeper. I can just like, I'm one of those who can just like lay down, I'm out which is great. But there are sometimes if I'm thinking of my own creative projects and I'll start thinking about like, oh, a good visual for this song would be this or this look, then it wires my brain, then it like rewires my brain and I'm wired and then I'm wide awake all of a sudden. And I'm like, oh, great. I should have got my brain started. <laughs> um, so it just, it's hard to kind of stop it and pull it back in because now I'm just like thinking like, oh, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. What would this look like? And it's just, constantly creating in my head. And I'm like, I'm not gonna remember this when I wake up and I'm not gonna get up and write this down right now. <laughs> like, so we can just cool it. So, yeah. Uh, would you ever try your hand at acting full-time? No, no, I am, I am not an actor. I, I know that I'm not an actor. Um, I constantly tell people I am not an actor. I can, in a dance piece, I can channel a character. I can do the, the basics. It's just, once I, I, I'm also like the world's, when I try and do accents, it's horrible. <laughs> and it's just keeping that in my mind while trying to remember the dialogue and the timing. I just, it's not for me. Um, I will stick with my limited acting of bringing a character in a dance piece or uh, my music videos. So no, no feature films in my future um, as of yet, but who knows? Okay. Who knows? Okay. I might. Changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I so tell uh, tell me about your latest project. So the latest project is Siren, and I know we talked about the video, so I'll talk a bit about the song. Um, so Siren is my first song um, that I worked with producer Voice Sim with. Um, they're a producer and artist based out of Austin as well. Um, and has collaborated with uh, many other artists um, that I was familiar with. Um, just love their style and really brought Siren to life in a way I, it just surprised me the, the level that we took the demo from to what it was today. Um, so it was exciting to work with Boy Sim on that. And also I'm a huge fan. So the fact that we're friends, it's kind of crazy sometimes. I'm like, I loved your album and now we're just hanging out and writing music. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, it's a synth pop. I call it a synth pop out, um, anthem track. Um, it's it about, is. yeah, <laughs> it, it mixes metaphors. So I'm a big, like, I, I love mythology. So um, from Greek mythology, Roman, Egyptian, all of it. So sirens were kind of sea creatures that would lure ships in with their voices. So there's that line, like bringing you in like a siren is a reference to that, but it's also about 
the actual alarming sirens that we're used to today and about ringing the alarm. And it's about getting someone's attention and realizing that you have some chemistry between you. There's something there and we've both been ignoring it. So the song is acknowledging that chemistry and sounding all the alarms so that time's not wasted on it. So um, that was that was Siren. So that's my latest project. <laughs> I love it. Please, uh, listeners, go go check out Siren and all of Jackson's music. You will not regret it. Um, so so what's next for you? What can we expect? Yeah, so part of that ex like that experimentation I was talking about, there's two other songs. So I'm releasing two more singles before the end of this year. Um, and they are very dance focused. Um, they're very, they still kind of have that synth element. They're pretty on the darker side, I think, uh, personally. <laughs> um, so, and I think it's a really interesting sound. I haven't released music like it before. Um, both songs have been produced by Sevens, who's that uh, artist based out of the UK that did the Ready for Love remix. Um, since when we were working on the remix, we worked on two other songs. Um, so that'll be out before the end of this year. I'm also currently working on my, I'm working on an album right now. Um, it just actually finished the demos for it. So it's, it's in production. Um, Boysim is working on the production since loved working on Siren. So we decided to extend it out to a full project. Um, still in the early stages, <laughs> um, but I, I, it's, I'm really excited about the album because it's hinting that earlier that I finished, I feel like I personally finished the experimentation phase of my artistry. Um, and I finally figured out what I wanted to do, what sound I wanted, um, even down to the visuals. Um, so I'm excited to, for the world to kind of see Jackson 2.0 in 2023. So nice. what I'm working on right now. Excellent. And finally, um, tell, tell the folks at home where they can find you on the social media and where they can stream your music. Yes. So I'm, I'm everywhere. So, um, <laughs> If you have a platform you like, I'm on it. Um, you can start with jackson.com, and that is Jackson with an X, J-X-C-K-S-O-N. I do have a whole song dedicated to how to spell it. <laughs> called Elevator Pitch, if you want to hear it. Um, but yeah, you can uh, go to jackson.com. That has all my links. Um, jackson.music on Instagram. I'm on there a lot. Um, on Twitter, it's jackson underscore music, because they didn't allow the period. I don't know. <laughs> um, and Jackson underscore on TikTok as well. Um, and then you can hear my music on Spotify, Apple Music, um, Tidal, whatever platform you like, but to search Jackson, J-X-E-K-S-O-N. Excellent. And all of that will be in uh, the episode description. Uh, so if you didn't write any of it down, shame on you, but it's, yeah. it's there for you. Um, Jackson, thank you so much uh, for being my very first guest on this brand new show. I, I, have, en I have enjoyed every minute of this. Yeah, this was great. I, I feel so honored to be the first guest. Um, I don't know, it's exciting. Yeah, so um, look forward to hearing the other episodes and all the artists you speak uh, to this season. So can't wait. <laughs> Yeah.
love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now. We'll be back every Wednesday and Thursday with all new episodes of Headliners. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review. Headliners is a Your Life The Mixtape Media LLC production, in partnership with Rod Wharton Productions. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this episode may be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.